Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, emotional declines, occupational exhaustion, ethical dilemmas, uncomfortable relationship issues, distrust of cat-eyed individuals, unlikable protagonists, and exceptional artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 395, Downfall. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Up. Hope you hope everyone is doing well during this wonderful time of the year. If you're in the United States, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Thanksgiving weekend. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. The next day is Black Friday, the day when you buy a bunch of stuff for really cheap. And then on the Monday afterwards, which is ironically my birthday, it's Cyber Monday. So getting lots of cheap stuff. But more importantly, this is the first year where they're not encouraging you to spend a lot of time with your family because you have to self-isolate. So I hope that all of you are safe and happy during this time and you're able to see your family through a Zoom call or just keep in contact. We should be thankful for all the people in our lives and I'm actually thankful for all of you who've been listening for so long and who, all of you who are joining us. And if you're not in the United States and it's just another Thursday for you, I hope that you're safe as well. So actually, let's get started now that I've gotten off that rant. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcasts and vanger reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Pretty much every episode I talk about one or two geeky topics, maybe with a co-host, maybe without, and I tell you the pros and cons about it. And since this is the Spirekin manga review, obviously we talk about manga, Japanese comics. And I tell you about the pros and cons about them, how their art style is, their overarching plot, their characters, the actual physical design of the book, and how it's made, and the print quality. And I tell you if it's worth investing your time in, or if you should avoid it like the plague. Now, you don't have to get anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. And you can check any of the last 394 episodes of the Manga Review and all the other podcasts that I do at www.spireken.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, Spirekin, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. Remember to like and subscribe us on the on YouTube, and like, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you have any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or you can tweet me at Spirekin. I will answer. I love talking with all my fans. And... One more thing, if you want to be really cool, join our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D, so Spyro Discord. Join us, you can comment on new episodes, comment on episodes, you can join some of our polls, and more importantly, you can recommend manga for that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, and you can recommend things for me to actually review, so I think I'm done chilling myself. So let's get to it because it's kind of an interesting week because like I said, it's birthday weekend. So I've been doing kind of, it's a little bit melancholy this year because I'm getting close to a decade and it's going to be a little weird, but trying to deal with it as best I can. Also, I'm excited because there are some good things that are happening this weekend and I'm I, I just really excited about that. 
And I got to take my mind off because of the subject of this manga in question that we're going to be talking about today. But before we get to that, let's actually get to the manga news of the week. Because a lot happened. Some of it was really good and some of it was kind of depressing and sad. So let's get to it. Now, first off is the big news. And this is huge. The Guinness World Record book, who is responsible for observing things like who could jump the farthest and who could play the longest guitar rift and who made the biggest macaroni and cheese, has recognized... Toriji Sasaki as the longest-running cover designer for a children's magazine, specifically for a manga. He's been designing the cover for Sugar Kuken's Korokoro Comics magazine for 34 years. He started in 1986. I was five when that came out. Some of you weren't even born yet, but that's a long time. Now, for those who don't know, Korokoro Comics launched in 1977 and has collected chapters of Doraemon, and it's published a lot of different series like Yokai Watch, Kaito Joker, Pokemon the Manga, Puzzles and Dragon, and 100% Pascal Sensei. So I gotta say, congratulations, Sasaki Tariji. You've made manga into the Guinness World Record book, and I'm actually really proud of that, which is kind of cool. Next bit of news. Seven Seas Entertainment announced that they have reached a multi-year sales and distribution agreement with Penguin Random House Publishing Service. Now, now this is kind of cool because it means they have a new distributor. On the other hand, it's a little bit of businessy news, so you might be confused. So let me break it down to you. So currently, Seven Seas Entertainment, the manga company, their distributor is Macmillan and they're moving over to Penguin Random House Publishers. And that's as of uh, July 1st, 2021. Now, the cool thing is that we're going to call them just because it's easier. PRHP is going to be distributing their entire frontline and backlist across all sales channels worldwide for Seven Seas Entertainment as of July 1st, which is pretty cool. Now, one part which is a little bit weird is that PRHP also is the publisher for Kodansha USA, which handles Kodansha Comics and Vertical Imprints, Square Enix Holding, which does Square Enix Manga and Square Enix Books, and Dark Horse Comics. So, if I didn't know any better, this seems almost like a monopoly. It seems like Penguin Random House is going to be doing a monopoly. But, on the plus side, if I am nice to Penguin Random House, perhaps they may send me some interesting review copies. So, (laughs) who knows? But I'm actually excited because this will make things a little easier and I hope the production stays the same because the production for uh, the Konanji USA books and the Dark Horse comics are amazing. So I hope that they bring that excellence to Seven Seas. We'll see. Um, Another news. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul mangaka Sui Ishida announced that he's finished a storyboard for his next manga. We don't know much about it, but we know the title is Chojin X Superhuman X. What's it about? I don't know. Uh, if you are from around the world and you have not been able to have a good app to download manga, fear not, because officially the MangaMo manga subscription app has finally launched worldwide, so you can get it anywhere in the world. Now, the subscription is going to cost you $4.99 a month with a 30-day free trial, but you get some great manga, including things that were not previously released in English, uh what is it you had reset game daily meteor strike dropkick of the devil but then you have older stuff like arte fire force uh somali in the forest spirit attack on titan and i like mangamo it's a really good 
uh, manga service app. I think that they're well done. And it's good to find a legitimate way to check out manga if you're not able to pick it up. So if you have a chance, check out Manga Mo. It's really worth it. And they did not... Um, they're not uh, paying me to say that. I honestly enjoy Mangamo. I think it's a really good app. Uh, anyway, other bit of news, a little bit sad. Uh, the manga creator Takayo Yaguchi, who's famous for making the fishing manga series, Surikichi Sampai, passed away due to pancreatic cancer in a Tokyo hospital on November 20th, which is unfortunate. Uh, he was 81 years old, and we... Um, you know, we put our sympathy out towards his family and loved ones during this time. It's a shame that a, a manga creator has passed away. So now, let's get to some manga licensing news. Yay, manga licensing news. And there's some crazy ones. First off, Tokyo Pop, the manga license that wouldn't quit, has five new titles for release next year. First one is, of course, Laughing Under the Clouds or uh, Dante ni Wararu. And this is created by Karakara Kimoto, and it's coming out August, sorry, April sixth, twenty twenty one. And uh, I've talked about this series a lot over the last couple of weeks because it's been in the news heavily. But for those who don't know, Laughing Under the Clouds it takes place three hundred years ago, and it's at the the end of the age of the samurai, and carrying swords have been outlawed. Uh, to combat the rising crime rates, an inescapable prison was built in the middle of Lake Biwa. And when three brothers are hired to capture and transport offenders to their final lodgings in this prison, they find themselves faced with a greater destiny than any of them could have imagined. Now, this originally came out in 2011, was finished in 2013, and it's had several stage plays, and it's very popular. And there's tons of spin-offs of this series. It's one part historical piece, one part essentially heist film heist manga so you might like it um actually you want to check this one out so yeah the next one they have is our not so lonely planet travel guide or bokura no chikyu no arukakata and this is created by mone sarai coming out april 13 2021 and this is about a kind of odd couple super serious Asashi Suzumura and laid-back, easygoing Mitsuki uh, Sayama, who seem like an odd couple, but they make a deal. They'll vacation around the world, and when they get back to Japan, they'll get married. And as they travel from country to country, the different people, cultures, and cuisines they encounter begin to bring them closer together. After all, they're not just learning about the world, but about themselves, too. And this one really excites me because it's an interesting story about a couple going around the world so you're getting evidence about different cultures different things and it's kind of romantic and well i gotta say i'm gonna like this a lot so next you have i was reincarnated as a villainous in an otome game but the boys loved me anyway akuyaku reiju deska koraku taisho no yosega iso sejiru and this is created by So Inaida and art by Eight, like the eating food. Um, this is coming out April 20, 2021. And it's about the daughter of a noble family, uh, Mistia Erlane, who just started high school. She's surrounded by a group of adoring classmates and her charming fiancé. Everything seems perfect. However, this world is actually a dating sim called Kuhn Love. And she's destined to become the main character's evil rival. However, she's determined to do everything she can to avoid her fate, but it's not as easy as it sounds, especially when all the boys keep falling in love with her. 
Essentially, this is an adaptation of a light novel, as you can guess. It's an Isekai series, and more importantly than that, it's kind of a carbon copy of Baccarino with the big twist that instead of her being remembering her reincarnation, she doesn't, and it, she's a good person. Whatever. Um, kind of not big fan of the light novel, so yeah. But it might be good. might be a good adaptation. We'll see. Next one kind of intrigues me. Uh, next title is Disney Manga, Stitch and the Samurai. Tonosama to Stitch. And this is created by Hirota Wada. And this is coming out April 27, 2021. And this is, while fleeing the Galactic Federation, Stitch's ship malfunctions and he makes an emergency landing. Not in Hawaii, but in Sengoku-era Japan. Discovered by the brutal warlord Lord Yamato and his clan, Stitch is incomparable cuteness is no match for the battle-weary samurai who decides to bring the blue tanuki home with him. Now, will Stitch's love of chaos turn into a formidable advantage for the samurai's influence, or will his cute and fluffy form disarm the noble lord's stern facade? This sounds insane and terrible, and I love it because I'm a huge Lilo and Stitch fan. Stitch is one of my favorite Disney characters. I actually have a Stitch mug and... You know, I just think he's just a lovable ball of destruction. And this seems really cool. And I've had some issues with some of Tokyo Pop. This one I'm actually going to pick up totally, even if it's there while buying this. And this star- manga starts serializing in January 13th of this year. And that's all of Tokyo Pop's releases for April of next year. But they have two more titles that are coming out in May of next year and June of next year. Now, in May, we have... Uh, like Two Peas in a Pod, or Nitamono Doshino. This is by Goro Kanabe, coming out May 25th. And it centers on two teenage boys named Tanata, who are similar in almost everything ex- from height to test scores, sprint time, and favorite things. However, when one of them takes an interest in a girl, the other one starts getting frustrated and a rift forms between them, which leads to sorrow. Um, this came out originally in 2019, and... Could be pretty good. And finally, their last new release, which is coming out in June 15th of 2021, is Mame Coordinate. And it's focusing on a plain-looking girl named Mame Hinakawa who lacks in self-confidence, but she dreams of becoming a top model. So while she succeeds in getting herself scouted for modeling auditions, she keeps bombing auditions because she's a country girl and she doesn't know city etiquette. However, her life changes when she meets a strange but passionate manager. Will she be able to become a top model? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. This one is a different type of not just a shoujo jose series and one that is going to be pretty engaging. And Tokyo Pop, these series, I have to admit, they're giving me a little more faith in Tokyo Pop. They left me down for so long. I've been like hating on Tokyo Pop so much. If you know me, I haven't liked them since princess i but this one these set mangas actually are inspiring me to pick up and read more tokyo pop so good on you uh so for viz media uh we have an announcement that on saturday the 21st of november viz media and manga plus published the first chapter of yuto suzuki's sakamoto days manga now we discussed this manga two days ago, but now we have an official description of the plot. 
It's about Taro Sakamoto, the ultimate assassin who was feared by villains, admired by hitmen. He fell in love. He retired, got married, became a father, and then he gained a lot of weight. So now the chubby guy who runs the neighborhood store is actually a former legendary hitman. Uh, but can he protect his family from danger? Well, you gotta read it in this really crazy action comedy series. And that's out now. Uh, our last bit of news, one which is geeky for all of you mecha fans out there. On November 20th, The Gundam Cafe, a series of different... Uh, well, let's be honest. The Gundam Cafe is a, is a franchise of cafes that are themed with Gundam. You can get anything from there, from cool Haru-shaped meat buns to Zaku-flavored coffee. Well, here's the deal. They are opening up a satellite store on November 20th in the Haneda Airport. So the Gundam Cafe Haneda Airport satellite is going to be the first Gundam Cafe branch to open in an airport. And it's going to be open until September 2021. So if you are a Gundam fan, if you like um, takeout services in a good shop, which have limited edition goods sold only at specific Gundam Cafe branches, you know, specific rubber keychains or special drinks, if you want them, go to Japan, specifically the Haneda Airport before September 2021 for these things. And with that bit of news, we are done. The news section is finished, and we're going to have to wait for next week for more stuff. But now we can get to the main reason why I do this podcast. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about the manga review. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And I think I'm reviewing a manga that was written by Ino Asano. Now... He is famous for creating Solonin, Goodnight Pum Pum, Dead Dead Demons did Destruction, and A Girl on the Shore, which we reviewed all the way back in episode 268 of this podcast. Now, this manga was published by Viz Media. Its original run was March 2017 to July 2017. It's one volume, and this is a psychological Senin character piece. And to... Before I get into the actual title of this, let me explain something to you. Ino Asano pushed for this series to be released in English, as this is a story he wanted and needed to tell. Now, when he was creating this manga, he was going through a really nasty divorce, and other life circumstances were kind of messing with his head, so it's very different. And the manga I'm talking about is Reiraku, or Downfall. This is a Viz signature title, so it's wrapped in plastic and it's for adults. And honestly, this is a total fucking drag of a manga. Um, let me actually read the back of the jacket to tell you about it. So it says, selling copies is the only thing that matters. So what if your first series just edited, you have no idea how to start the next one, your marriage is breaking up, your pure love of manga has been destroyed by the cruel reality of the industry, and... Nothing seems to fill the sucking void inside you. Well, find the secret hit for a new manga series and everything will be okay, right? And with that description, let's get to it. So this is Downfall. It is the story of Karu Fukuzaka, the mangaka of a series called Goodbye Sunset, which is known as a powerful emotional tale of youth and resilience. And this is after the release of their 15th and final volume of the series. So his first manga series has finished because, well, the publishers felt that there was a lot of readers who were leaving the project. 
And if you talk to some of the superfluous journalists who are praising his artistic integrity and his powerful art, they're also laughing at the fact that he ended up in 30th place in most reader polls. So it's not really that popular. It's something which you read and then maybe when you're older you'll get it. And while this may be due to the fact that the publisher kept slashing the print run because readers were fleeing from the this manga, well, he doesn't know what to do now. He's going to try to get another manga, but his publisher and his editor pretty much tell him only visit during off hours. So he's kind of suspecting that he's on the outs with his publisher. Even though he's not there where it's they're saying, we don't want to work with you anymore. It's just that kind of something's off. So they ask him, when's your next work coming out? But they're not pushing him for it. So he's maybe in trouble. It's almost like he's at yellow alert, not red alert. Now, maybe no one gets the fact that he writes work that digs really deep into the human conditions and makes readers feel uncomfortable and emotionally exhausted after reading it. You know, maybe they want happy endings, easy reads about girls with pigtails who fight aliens. Who knows? That's what sells, right? And on the one hand, that's what Fukuzawa wants. He wants to sell to make money to be popular. But on the other hand, he wants to create something new and inventive and innovative within the manga format. So he has to deal with the fact, does he sell out? Or does he conform? Or does he resist and try to do something different? And this is leading to hatred in manga. He starts to hate it completely. Like, he admits he hates it. He says in an interview, he's like, I write shit so... So manga geeks cry. He has contempt for manga fans. He doesn't hate manga, but he hates manga fans and manga creators. And he is becoming a miserable, horrible person. And people even call him to his face an asshole. And he is an asshole. But he's dealing with this emotional and, well, existential crisis. While at the same time, his wife, uh, who's an editor for a different manga magazine, a Jose magazine, is working with a mangaka who is on the rise so she is focusing 80 percent of her time on this mangaka creator and forgetting about her husband and this is creating resentment from him because it's always oh honey listen i'm not gonna be able to stay over because i have to go to a a banquet in for my client's honor oh my client's gonna be speaking at a bookstore i have to be there to make sure that everything goes smoothly sorry honey and this is making him feel enraged and angered it's making him a little bit self-destructive. And this manga just deals with this self-destruction. And it is very stressful, very depressing. I didn't even get to the fact that he is hiring hookers to get an emotional connection. Like he's hiring sex workers so he can hook up with women because he's not getting it from his wife. But more importantly than that, he's trying to get kind of a human connection. And eventually it leads to him getting a this girl with cat-shaped eyes named Chifuyu and they kind of become like he's he's her she's his favorite hooker slash client and they become kind of a thing but it's not a thing and <sighs> this is a fucking exhausting manga now if you listen to episode uh 268 when i reviewed a girl on the shore it's one of my most polarizing reviews because the fact that i said it's really 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 fucking cool which is my highest rating but you never read it again because it's stressful and uncomfortable and unnerving. And this is the exact same method. Now, if you compare uh, Asano's other works, Solonin is kind of about depression. It says, oh, it's a happy ending. It's about a girl who discovers things. It's a little bit about the beginning of depression. 
then A Girl on the Shore is about depression and real uh, relationships. Uh, Goodnight Poon Poon is really is is also about depression and is really messed up. And then this one, yeah, what the fuck? But then you have D D D D D, which is uh, Dead Dead Demons D D D Destruction, which is kind of the sold out work. So this is an autobiographical piece almost about him. And like I said, when this began, he's going through mass divorce and maybe he is putting himself into this because this feels like an autobiography, and it is really harsh. And, and while I, there's so fucking much I want to say, which is just negative, and I'm trying not to be negative about this, because this manga has potential to do a lot, but it doesn't. Fukuzawa is not a redeemable character. He's not a character you want to root for. Part of, There's some series where you have a horrible character you like rooting. Maybe he'll get his shit together. Maybe he'll be better. He doesn't. It, it just, it fucking boggles the mind. Why? I don't, I, I just... Yeah. And I'm going to admit right now that I actually recorded a 15-minute rant that I deleted just because it was so... It made me feel rough. It just... This manga seems to bring out really bad feelings. Uncom- not uncomfortable feelings. Just enraging feelings because this series... Generally, you, you do something to make a character that you want to like. Even a little bit. Even if you're not selling out. Even if you have a statement to make. You have to give your character some sort of character progression, something. And Fukuzawa has nothing. He starts off as a miserable fuck. He ends as a miserable fuck, who's who's a little better. He's not as miserable, but it's not a progression. The character who has a story arc is Shifuyu, the um, sex worker who he ends up having a connection with. And she is something which makes sense, and I would rather have followed her story than follow his story because his is just horrible i mean the fact that he doesn't want you know he moves out of the house and his wife doesn't sign the divorce papers and he goes and says why are you signing divorce papers uh well things have been going on i've been working so much and and she says this but you could hear her in the background that she doesn't want to divorce him she still loves him and he's just trying to be like you got a divorce and i don't love you anymore and then she brings up the fact that their cat is sick and he flips out at her, like, why didn't you tell me our cat's sick? It's like, you left the situation. And now you're, you're posing, and... Maybe this is autobiographical with that part. That's what happened in his the death of his marriage. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, this perturbs and pisses me off so much. I just, the series is angering. It just, it's truly an angry series that comes across as distasteful and not at all redeemable. I mean, at one point, one of his assistants who at first seemed like she really liked working with him and was trying to be there for him, she leaves and comes back and says, you hate manga and I think you're a miserable fuck. And also, you, you're sexually harassing me the entire time. And you go back and like, he totally was. And he's like, well, I'm a manga. They don't care what I do. And it's, this guy's an irredeemable person. Honestly, this should have ended with him dying. Fuck. I just, I don't know. I really, I, I really, I want to rant about this so much. Uh, but let's get to some of the other elements because the story just pisses me off. So the art style, as usual, Fukuzawa is amazing at it. And unlike Poon Poon, this is very realistic. 
it's similar to Girl on the Shore where it's realistic. The only things that are kind of exaggerated are the way that the, uh, let's be honest, the sex workers he's with, each one are exaggerated a little bit. They look different. Also, the fact that the girl has cat eyes, she has that look. But the story is done well. There's a sequence in the middle of it which is him reflecting on the past and seeing the past so bright and wonderful. It's a great sequence. It's a two-page panel. It's well done. And it shows that Asano is a master of, of his work. He's a great artist. His stories are thought-provoking always. There's something about them. He's great with generally great with human relations. This one he seems to have dropped the ball with. And this is the passion project of his, as I said earlier. He pushed for this to be made, and I don't get it. I really don't. This the vibes I got from this are very similar to the vibes from The Crow by James O'Barr. Now, for those of you who don't know, The Crow is a comic book about a guy who got killed on his wedding day, comes back from the dead as a revenant, and gets revenge on the murder of him and his girlfriend. It was made into a movie starring Brandon Lee. It's really a cool series if you ever read it. It's an actual great comic. Now, the story behind it, though, is that James O'Barr, he saw his, his fiance die in front of him. And The Crow was a comic book that he wrote for himself. He didn't want it published, and it, through some circumstance, it got published. He did it for himself as a cathartic expression. It was essentially art therapy for himself. This feels like that where it's art therapy that he should never have released, but he wanted the world to see his, his thoughts. And I get that. I get that 100%. However, that potential it had and what we got are two different things. Seeing someone downfall and then come back, that's fine. You have to have at least an upturn. It's either you have to have an upturn at the end, a true upturn, or it has to go all the way. And he didn't commit either way. He said, oh, it's just going to be like, we're going to just kind of go up a little bit. No, this did not feel... Satisf There's no satisfying conclusion to it, and it was poorly done. I just, I, I, I honestly have no idea what to give this because, on the one hand, great artwork. On the other hand, I hate this, and I don't want anyone else to read this. And I, it's like I don't want to go either way. But, and I've read the reviews. Of this. The reviews of this go all over the place. Some are you didn't understand it. Some are you got it. You get you understood it perfectly. It's like. I, for those of you who are listening, I understand exactly what he was going for in this. As a manga reader, I hated this. I had to force myself to read it. It's so depressing. But as a, a manga reviewer, I understand all the nuances behind it. I get the fact it was a cathartic expression. I understand all of the little elements about depression. I get that. So I'm conflicted. As a reader, this is a take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it. It's shit. I hate it. As a reviewer, I think you should at least give it a chance. It's a um, gift from your crazy mural. Okay, but forgettable. You read it, it's got a great sequence, and then you forget the fuck about it. Because it is a, a cautionary tale, almost. I don't know. I think I'm going to go in the middle and say this is typical reading material at local correction facility and psychiatric institute. This is...
there there's a potential for greatness in this and Isano fucking fucks it up maybe it's because of the fact that after Solonin and Poon Poon and Girl on the Shore I had high expectations maybe that's my fault I don't know if you have read this let me know what you think if you think that I am being too harsh on this or more importantly if I am being overly critical about this situation about the, the scent of a man who who's trying to send because it's there are three elements in this that I that are about this you have the man who's debating about selling out versus being true to himself you have the story of the man who his wife is ignoring him and he is in, in retaliation he's cheating on his wife and then you have the story of an asshole who doesn't stop being an asshole three stories where each one if you followed them they could have been great if he focused on just one element if he said okay it's about selling out versus being true to yourself and you have something happen great or cheating on a wife versus this and then something happens great he's got three elements that should have worked and they don't I'm done. Uh, yeah, so... So, typical reading material, low correction facility, a psychiatric institute. It's... It's meh. It's really low. It was just because some elements saved it, but it is a shitty, shitty series. I expected better of him, and I hope to... You know, and if... And... On the one hand, this makes you wonder if something was wrong with him, but according to interviews afterwards, he's perfectly fine. This is just his cathartic expression. So, Aizano Sensei, I understand this is a cathartic exp expression for you, and you love this. I get it. But, personally, I, I would have kept this as my own thing. I wouldn't have released this. This, this should have been your own personal thing that you made. I mean, it's essentially a manifesto for your hatred of manga. So... And I get that. I've read stories about mangaka who, or authors, who someone comes to congratulate them, say their work's meant so much, and they are they are completely dead. Like no response, no elation, no hatred. Just okay. Yeah, I've heard it before. It's it, it's the it's that career burnout, and this is that. This seems like this is your career burnout at this point. So maybe this is your way to get past that. If you thought I was too harsh about this. Message me, zanspirekin.com. Let me know what you think. Part of me wants to edit and delete this and redo it again, but this is the fifth time I've, I've been talking about this. Every time I edit and cut out, edit and cut out, and I just, I can't anymore. Just all my feelings are vent about this, and they just are growing. So that's what we're going to say. So anyway, uh, Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys enjoy this wonderful episode. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, and various other social media sites. And you can email me personally at Zan at Spirekin.com. Remember to join our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash Discord. And let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. Well, actually, wait. Let's get to the part before the part you've all been waiting for. We're talking about the manga releases of the week. And this is for November 24, 2020. And we have 13 titles coming out. And got to admit, two I am very excited for. So we've got Gal Gohan, Volume 5. Glepnir, Volume 8. 
Heaven's Dream Team Volume 2, which I'm very excited for, and I've been trying to roll that one for a while. doesn't come up, though. Uh, you have Neon Genesis Evangelion Anima, The Light Novel, Volume 4, Noragami Stray God, Volume 22, Perfect World, Volume 4, Sayonara Football, Volume 2, Something's Wrong With Us, Volume 4, The Asterisk War, Volume 14, To Your Eternity, Volume 13, UQ Holder, Volume 21, Witchcraft Works, Volume 14, which I'm excited for, and World's End Harem, Volume 9. So, some interesting titles and two that I'm really excited about. Which are the ones that you're excited about? Email me at zansparker.com. Let me know what you think. And random question of the week, which I always put at the end of the show notes, is going to be, what do you think Asano was trying to say with the story? That's my random question. What did you personally think his mission statement was with this? Was this a personal expression? Was this him ranting about commercialism versus selling out? Was this him just getting his emotions out on the table? Or was there some greater meaning? Or did he just do this because he was pissed off? Let me know. And now it's time for the part that you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except most of us know, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots, so I'm going to spin that Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, whatever manga is attached to that spot is the one I review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. You can check out all of these Wheel of Manga lists at our Discord. So anyway, let's spin into a review, shall we? Number six. So, in the next episode, I'm reviewing the manga called Kurosagi. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. So, despite the ranting and raving during this review, I really do enjoy doing this. I've loved doing this since I started in 2008 when I was with Mason, and I'm still going to do this as long as I can. I'm going to be the oldest manga reviewer at, when I end this, but... I want to do this as long as I can. I thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for sticking with me. Don't worry. We got some happier content coming out. We always do. We have lots of other shows. Just this episode, I got a kind of dud of a manga. But I will. But thank you guys for listening. Keep listening. Every email you send me, every message puts a smile on my face. So I'm going to do this as long as I can. Thank you guys so much. Have a safe Thanksgiving. Have a safe Uh, Black Friday weekend. Hope all of you are well. And I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. And keep reading manga. See ya.